The debate around an Indigenous voice to Parliament is heating up, with both yes and no campaigns up and running and various power players leaving no doubt about their opinions. But unlike an election, for the referendum to pass, a majority of states have to vote yes, and so do a majority of ordinary Australians, so it's known as the double majority. The Yes Camp is taking a deliberately grassroots approach, hoping that everyday water cooler conversations and word of mouth will carry them to victory. Sarah Dingle took an inside look at their campaign. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. So, my name is Jackie Parker, and... Under the flight path in Sydney's Inner West, trainer Jackie Parker is speaking to around 50 people, young and old. The, the more people know about the concept of a voice, the history of the Uluru Statement from the heart, and what Indigenous people are asking for, the more likely they are to support it. This is the start of mass mobilisation for the Yes campaign, training grassroots volunteers in the Uluru Statement from the Heart and the need for a voice to Parliament, who then go on to spread the word in their circles. And some of you may want to take it into the workplace, and some of you may take it into a sporting group, and some of you may take it into all sorts of places in your communities. Some of you may even take it to your racist uncle. Um, I dare you. <laughs> Jackie Parker isn't Indigenous, but her co-educator is Kamilaroi woman Nicole Laupepper. Together, they've been running these sessions for four years. Let's face it, so many people have never met a First Nations person. And so that in itself is a new experience for them. And so that's why it's really important that we are so aware of the role that non-Indigenous Australia now needs to take in this. Lydia Thorpe, of course, independent senator, has been a very prominent voice for the No campaign and she's criticised a voice to Parliament for being an advisory body without power that non-Indigenous people are happy to give to Indigenous people because it is powerless. What do you say to that? So I think it's, it's about so many things, but I think it's really important for non-Indigenous Australia to have First Nations people and sovereignty and 65,000 years of, you know, an amazing culture recognised in the Australian Constitution. The voice says very clearly, as it's stated in the Uluru Statement from the Heart, that we'll oversee that treaty process. And I think having First Nations people being able to address the issues that impact on them, and one of them of course is treaty, that this land has never been ceded, is, is really the, the job of First Nations people to advise around that. Her co-trainer Nicole Laupepper agrees. What do you say to the argument that it's an advisory body without power? Yeah, look, I totally disagree with that. I think the statement is very clear in its structure and uh, voice must come first to design the treaty process for First Nation Australians. So as an Aboriginal woman, I don't get into the no campaign or anyone that doesn't support the Uluru Statement from the heart. I guess I just stay focused on uh, the Yes campaign and uh, sharing the statement with the rest of Australia. This session is run by Inner West Council, which is one of 44 local governments around the country actively educating voters on a voice to Parliament and the Yes campaign. The main topic for today is the hard part for any campaign, how to win hearts and minds. It's about having a conversation rather than a debate. So it's where there has to be listening, welcome discussion and the sharing of your own experiences. Because emotional connection trumps intellectual debate every time. A lot of people in this room have already come up against a fair amount of scepticism, like Susan and Rachel. 
oh, how many people will be in it and what will it look like exactly? And um, I had this exact conversation on Friday in the lunchroom. <laughs> yeah, did you? What did you say? And they're like, well, I'm looking forward to receiving more information. I said, what information is it that you're looking for? Tell me. Yeah. And no one has a response. I think there's fear and I think there is a fear of the unknown. And so my response to this particular individual was that it's a much more simple proposition than that. This is around constitutional recognition and in my opinion and upon reflecting on the Uluru Statement from the heart, this is about trying to complete our constitution because it's incomplete without it. Today's tips resonated with Emily, who's a community organiser from Brisbane, but signed up for this session while in Sydney. Yeah, I mean, my first instinct is definitely like, you're wrong, and that's not actually helpful, and it's not going to change anyone's mind. And so I've learned that this is more an opportunity to have a conversation with people about about the Uluru State from, from the heart and about the ambition that we can have together for our country and particularly this really clear and simple articulation from the people that were involved in putting the statement together. Like, this is what they want. It's really clear, voice, treaty, truth. And it's really clear how, what we need to do to make it happen as well. I think the thing that I'm most scared about, though, is talking to my parents and grandparents, bizarrely. I think that they're the people that you know, I care the most about and are also the people who, in my personal circles, are the least likely to vote yes. So that's where you're going to need all the skills that you've learned today, do you think? Yeah, and all, and all of my courage. <laughs> that's Yes campaign volunteer Emily ending Sarah Dingle's report. And we have approached groups who are part of the No campaign requesting similar access. We hope to bring you that story in coming weeks. ABCRN helps you understand the world. Find more of our stories on the ABC Listen app.